Hello and welcome back. I'm Kanika Eleanor of KanikaEleanor.com. I'm a wife, a mother, an author, a blogger, and a woman with a story encouraging you on your journey towards healing and embracing your story as well. So we are, it's, it's a year, a year into this thing. And I honestly wanted to change this music because this does not, <laughs> this is not the tempo of, of what kind of episode this is going to be. But I, um, I thought I'd leave it just to keep the consistency. <laughs> but um, this, is, this will probably be a very raw episode where I just reflect back on the last year. Um, so many things have happened for so many of us, um, just from good things that we've all experienced and also, um, a lot of loss. And if you are an empath, the air of loss that has been, you know, like circulating, um, around us, even if we haven't lost anyone that we know personally um just being in a a state of like lockdown while you watch things around you just fall to pieces um not just things but also people and um their families and their own well-being it's just been it's been a lot Um, and I, I've been wanting to bounce back with an episode, um, in January, but I began to really struggle the closer March came. Um, it became really hard for me to kind of string words together or to even, say things that my ears and heart will hear come out of my mouth that I've internalized. Um, and so I've prolonged it and, um, but knew that it, it was something necessary that I needed to get out, like not just to share with you guys, but, um, just for myself and, for other people who are just kind of at the pandemic wall and not just sitting at it, but like it has smacked you up and now you're just like, what's next? You know, like what the exasperation is just, it's too much. So, um, a week ago I had to take myself to the hospital because I was having um, what, I, what I thought was a heart attack um, because I was, it was a pain in my chest and my arm was getting numb and it was scary. And I was driving. There were no triggers. I wasn't thinking about anything. I went to Target and did some shopping and... Um, Not a lot of shopping, but, you know, I was just swinging through Target. I had the boys with me, and um, we were headed home. 
and it was just it just came out of nowhere and I went to the ER and um it, it they everything came back clear thank god it wasn't a heart attack but it was a panic attack and the thing is guys I have been having these tiny I guess panic attacks um since before the election which is understandable considering (laughs) the election and everything that was at stake but um I don't think it was just that just the build-up of the uncertainty of what we've had to live through the trauma of this last year um the expectation for us all to just you know jump jump right in and keep working and do school and navigate regular life um without without the ability to be our regular selves without being able to be our authentic selves and um that's been the hardest part just not being able to be me and be my full um self even though you know I'm an introvert but I I've seen jokes floating around that even the introverts will probably you know hit the streets when this is all over but um, just carrying all of that while keeping keeping a straight face and keeping a clear mind um being holding it together for family, holding it together for our children um that's been the biggest part for me, like. Elsa, just don't let them, don't let them see you falling apart. You feel it. I felt it. But just don't let them see it, you know? Um, Because what does it look like? And then we get into, you know, now it's a whole internal therapy session. Like, okay, this is about control. You want to control the things that you can't control. And this entire year has been about um, letting go and relinquishing the control that we we are used to having and now we don't in some form or fashion, you know what I mean? Um, but I went, that's what they, they told me. Um, they also shared that I'm not the only one that they have seen a lot of people coming into the ER with this exact same issue. Um, which is why I wanted to share that this is the, the entire foundation of this podcast is to share my story and whatever facet of my story so that no one feels like they're the only one. I don't know, maybe you have hit the pandemic wall and 
Maybe you've been having these tiny, unable to catch your breath because that's how things were for me. It was just like, man, I have asthma, so it's not unusual for me to, you know, have to catch my breath. Um, But this was a different, my heart would be racing and I was sitting on the couch, you know what I mean? So um, I began to, because I'm very self-reflective and um, always in my head, I'm constantly analyzing and thinking about stuff, not just with me, but with everything around me. But um, I, I noticed that that was not the same um, as as what I'm used to. So that's when I began to research and talk to my therapist about it. Man, just a tiny plug if you have not gotten a therapist in this time frame. I really encourage you to seek one out. Even if you feel like you've been just life has been good and everything's been great and things have, you know, gotten better for you than they were before. I encourage you. I I, I feel like and I'm going to read something before I go just to um, bring it home to this point. I just think that we all are going to need someone to talk to um, just to process and move forward when all this is over with quotation marks you know if there will be an over or whatever over will look like um so I talked to my therapist and she told me that she was concerned about what the internalizing my emotions and my thoughts and not really allowing myself to grieve this last year. Um, I realized in one of our sessions that I hadn't cried in the whole year, um, which is unusual for me because I'm the girl who cries over commercials and um you know celebrations and always crying is like what I do <laughs> but um at the beginning of the year when it was like happy new year and like oh my god we have been in this space for a year and I don't think that I cried once in sadness or fear um I've attended a few zoom funerals in this last year and um I may have cried one time for one of them. And it definitely should have been more. And it was just something that I realized. And 
I shared with her and she was, she was concerned. And she had told me that, um, the body doesn't forget. It keeps note. Um, it remembers. So even when we try to suppress and forget and ignore and move on, um, the body is keeping score. And that really stuck with me. And so I um, wanted to been spending the last month and a half really digging into my authentic self. Um, and what that even means anymore and how to honor parts of me that may have died in this, this experience and figuring out how to revitalize her, right? So that's, that work has been hard, um, because it requires my honesty with myself. It requires me being honest with people around me. Um, and it requires me to be honest and authentic in this space on my blog because that is the, the call that I feel that I have to share through writing and through this podcast. So I don't have a, you know, to-do list or um, notes written down for this episode. It's really just me sharing um, in hopes that whoever, you'll recognize that this has been a hard year for so many people. And even if you think, you know, someone may have had it better than someone else, I think we're all just trying to navigate and figuring everything out and not knowing how this is going to shape and impact us long term. Um, even beyond these moments and just giving ourselves the space and the grace to be whatever that looks like. Um, so crying, if that's what you need to do, um, and not being afraid. I have this this fear that I'm also working out of what, if I cry in front of my kids, what, what will happen? Um, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. My therapist has told me to think about it and, you know, reflect on it. So I have been, um, they've never seen me upset or sad unless it's like a movie. I will say that on the final episode of WandaVision, um, me and me and Trey, we absolutely boohooed. And it just just having that closeness with him, even if it was over a TV show, I felt 
a release that I haven't felt just in cleansing my spirit through tears. Um, so there's no advice in this episode. There's nothing that I want to charge you to go do and other than, you know, just take care of yourselves. Um, know that you aren't alone in your exhaustion and your loneliness. The loneliness has been terrible. Um, and that it, we're, we're going to get through all of this together. So I wanted to read, I read an article today. Um, I'll link it in the blog post for this episode, but the title of it is No, I'm Not Ready. And it was written by a person named Anne Helen Peterson. And um, I'm hoping I can read it and not cry because when I read it earlier, it I just, I lost it. Um, but there's a part in it. I'm like, it's a really hearty article that I encourage everyone to read. It's really good and just reflective. Um, and so this part that really resonated with me, she says, and then there's all the other compounding trauma. Depending on your situation, you have endured unspeakable loneliness, deep anger at those who couldn't be bothered to care about others, enduring financial precarity, and the feeling like your body is, quite frankly, disassembling under all that's being asked of it as a parent, a worker, a partner, a person. And you have had to make it survivable in some way. The brain and the body do not simply bounce back from sustained labor. Going to a bunch of weddings and getting toasted might be part of a strategy, but it's not the strategy. And yet, few people are actually making room for an actual strategy. Americans in particular are very, very bad at grieving. We don't allocate space for personal tragedy, and we don't allocate space for national tragedy, other than brief displays of televised political grief theater, generally with lots of flags. You might already know what happens when you refuse to acknowledge the parameters, the sheer consuming hunger of loss. You convince yourself you're ready to rejoin the world. You're doing pretty okay, and then days, weeks, months, even years down the line, something breaks inside of you. Grief gets bigger when neglected. I have experienced it in the form of full body racking sobs when a song comes on the radio and in dreams I wake up from with tears streaming down my face but also in shitty behavior towards boyfriends and friends and streaming misdirected anger and embarrassment jealousy and shame processing loss entails acknowledging so much more than sadness 
I don't know what our grieving process will look like as we emerge from this pandemic, but I do know that it will require patience and grace with yourself and others. Not in the forgive your anti-masking coworker sort of way, more in the I still can't concentrate, what's wrong with me, or why did I just bail on this party I really wanted to go to, or I'm so angry at this random person in the grocery store sort of way. You're probably going to feel exhausted when you want to feel exhilarated, panicked when you thought you'd feel safe, combative when all you want is to feel soothed. Your social skills have atrophied, and you're probably going to get in some big fights that will seem like they're about nothing, but are actually about everything. You're going to crave some of the parts of quarantine life you swore you never would. You're probably going to overplan and overschedule and feel an alarming and unexpected need for solitude and have to pull back and reevaluate. That's an excerpt from No, I'm Not Ready by Anne Helen Peterson. Again, I'll link the full article in the blog post for this episode, but (sighs) I love you guys. Um, I'm thinking of you often and um, praying for you as you navigate this time, um, especially the triggering reality that We've spent the last year in this situation. Um, And I just I just pray that you find your way and that you find healing and you find support and that people love on you and that they listen to your heart and seek a desire to understand where you are. And to give you compassion in this space. Thank you guys so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe. Share this with a friend. Be sure to check out my blog at kanikaeleanor.com backslash blog. And if we are not connected on Instagram or Twitter, um, you can find me on those platforms at kanikaeleanor. Thank you so much for listening and supporting and cheering and thinking about me, sending me love, and I truly appreciate it. Um, I wish you all well, and until next time.